0: Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us hear the word of God as we find it written in St. Mark's Gospel, the 10th chapter, beginning at the 13th verse. And they brought young children to him, that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased, and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Good morning, dear friends in Christ Jesus. This is a beautiful morning, and I hope that all of us are glad that we are alive and that we do have the privilege of coming into God's house and worshiping Him. Today is the 21st Sunday after Trinity. A glance at our church calendar shows us that there are 26 Sundays after Trinity and all. So, again, we are reminded that we are coming pretty close again to the end of another church year. Uh, The text that I just read tells of an incident that happened over in Perea. Uh, That's the land that lay east of the Jordan in the day of Jesus. It was in the remaining months of his three-year ministry, perhaps in February or March before he died in April. And Jesus was slowly making his way to Jerusalem for the last time. We are told that he was in a house. And in that house as he was preaching, we are told that parents, fathers and mothers, brought their little children to Jesus, that he should touch them, that he should put his hands on their heads and bless them. And somehow or other, the disciples, when they saw it, uh, they became quite upset about it. And they looked at the people who brought them and they simply scolded them and told them, not to do this why they did it we don't know whether they thought jesus was too busy that he was absolutely too busy in his ministry to pay any attention to children or whether he was tired or whether they thought he didn't like children but nevertheless they rebuked and they scolded the parents for doing that and then when jesus heard it he looked at them and christ became very much upset and he said to the disciples he said you let these little children come to me for of such is the kingdom of god And then came a tremendous statement from him with that verily. He said, verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. This is the statement we want to look at this morning. It must have a tremendous impact and meaning because Jesus starts it with a verily. He said, listen man, he says, except you become as a little child, You shall not receive the kingdom of God that gives eternal life and you shall not enter it. And we say to ourselves this morning, I wonder what he meant to become as a little child. What is the characteristic of a little child or the point of comparison that Jesus was alluding to? And I don't think it's difficult to determine that. Those of us who have had any experience with a little child at all, we know this, that a little child believes anything and everything we tell it. It matters not what you and I tell a little child, father or mother. It believes it because we told them that. And therefore when Jesus says, except you become as a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom of God that gives you eternal life, Jesus is saying this, I want you to know this and I warn you that unless you have a willingness to believe what I tell you, Unless you have a determination to believe everything that I tell you, regardless of what I tell you, unless you have a readiness to accept what I tell you, you will not enter the kingdom of God. And you and I may stop for a moment and they may hit us right between the eyes and we may say, Wait a minute, that I can't believe. You mean to say that unless I become as a little child, that unless I am willing to believe what Jesus tells me, that unless I am determined to believe everything that he tells me, regardless of what it is, that I can't get into the kingdom of God and I can't be saved? That's what Jesus is saying, and he says it with verily. And we may say to ourselves, that can't be true, because if that were true, we may say, Jesus must be playing us for a fool. What does he think we are? Does he think you and I are fools? Does he think you and I are so credulous, that you and I are so naive, that we're going to become like a little child and just swallow everything he says, hook, line, and sinker? We're just going to believe it because he said it, that you and I are going to be that credulous, that he's going to play us for fools, that we're going to be nothing but puppets? We may say that can't be true, that Jesus says unless you and i have a will to believe what he tells us unless you and i have a readiness to believe whatever he tells us regardless of what it is you and i cannot get into the kingdom of god we may say it it just can't be right because he surely is not going to play us as fools but he would remind you and me this morning that this is the requirement that if you and I want to receive the kingdom of God and we want to get in it and have eternal life, it is absolutely necessary that we become as a little child, that there is a will, a determination, a readiness in you and me to believe what he tells us and to believe what he tells us regardless of what it is because Christ doesn't play you and me for a fool. He doesn't play you and me as one who is credulous, as one who is naive he would remind you and me that this requirement he asks of us and he warns us that we have it because it means that he loves us and it means he is concerned about your eternal welfare and mine we may say but if i've got to become like a little child and i've got to believe everything that he tells me and there's got to be a readiness and a willingness Isn't he just playing me for a sucker? Isn't he playing me for a dope? Isn't he playing me for a fool? Isn't he, again, just saying, now, you've got to swallow this thing, hook, line, and sinker? Jesus says, no. It means that I love you and I am eternally concerned because, in the first place, he reminds you and me that if there isn't a willingness in your heart and mind, if there isn't a determination, that you and I have a readiness to believe what he tells us, that then we're going to close the door of our hearts when he comes to us to tell us about himself and his kingdom. Anyone here this morning who says, I am not going to be as a little child, I am not going to have a willingness to believe in him. What happens when he comes to you and me through his word? And he says, here, I want you to know something about me. I am no less than God the Son. Your reaction and mine is if, again, we say, I'm not going to believe it just because you said. We say, oh, yes, I don't believe it. When he comes to you and me and says, listen, I am born of a virgin, and you and I then would say, oh yes, don't tell me you're born of a virgin. That's utterly ridiculous and impossible. And we shut the door of our heart. When he tells you and me that he came into the world to be the world's savior, when there isn't a willingness to believe on your part of mine, we say, oh yes, that's ridiculous that you, a Jew, could be the savior of the world. When he tells you and me that on the cross he suffered and died the guilt and the punishment of the entire human race, if there isn't a desire to believe what he tells you and me, we say, Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. Don't play me for a simpleton. Don't think that I'm that naive. And we shut the door of our hearts rudely in his face and we slam it. And when he says, I am the one that arose from the dead, and you and I say, oh, yes, you arose from the dead. You expect me to be foolish enough to believe that? That's what happens when you and I say, I refuse to become, as a little child, to believe what he tells me, regardless of what he tells me. And that means the tragedy then that deliberately we reject him as our Savior And we reject his kingdom and needlessly we condemn ourselves to hell. Jesus says, I'm not playing you for a fool when I ask you to become as a little child. I'm not playing you as a simpleton. I am not asking you to lay your mind aside. I am not asking you to be naive and credulous. I love you and I am eternally concerned about your eternal welfare. When there is not in your life and mine this characteristic of becoming as a little child, a willingness to believe what he tells us, regardless of what it is, there's the tragedy then of shutting the door of our hearts against him cruelly, slamming it in his face, saying, I don't want you. And today, if we can believe this verily, that he spoke in that house over in Korea that day when they brought little children to him, Then we ought to, if we say, I'm determined to believe that there is one characteristic I've got to have in my life and I've got to become as a little child. I have got to have a will to believe in him. There's got to be a determination, a readiness, a wanting to believe what he tells me. Then if I'm determined to have it, I ought to stop for a moment and say, do I have it? Do I, again, have this character? Have I become a little child? Oh, I know individuals, and so do you, who say, well, you can't make me swallow that kind of stuff. The deity of Jesus, the virgin birth, the Savior of the world, that on the cross he died for the world's sin, that he arose again from the dead. And may I say, there are millions of people who do believe it. Does it mean that those who believe it are credulous and they're being played as suckers and as fools? Or could it be, friend, that there is a real reason down inside of you and me why we again refuse to become of the little child? Could it be that there is something in your heart and mind when we slam the door on him where we don't want him to get too close? Could it be that there is something down there about the world that you and I cling to that we know that he wouldn't approve of? Could it be that you and I rather choose the pleasures of this world, regardless of how sinful they are, and that we are going to make these things the choice in our life, and we're going to play the role as though if we have to become a child and believe Him, that again He's playing us for a fool? What is it if you and I fail to become a little child, to believe in Him? What is it in your life and mind that's keeping us? Is it some immorality? Is it some incest? What is your besetting sin in mind that makes us slam the door and say, No, you don't get in. But we say, he's not going to play me for a fool. I think of Solomon. If there was ever a man that had everything, King Solomon did. The wealth and the wisdom. We are told that he had a thousand wives, 700 wives and 300 concubines. There was a man that when it came for worldliness, he ran the gamut from A to Z. But here was a man that said this. He said, all is vanity, vanity of vanity, or frustration of frustration. All is frustration. It came to the point in Solomon's life, nothing satisfied. How tragic. For you and me to say, I'm not going to be played as a dupe. He isn't going to make a puppet out of me. I'm not going to be a little child and believe what he tells me because the real reason is we say that he's not going to get down here. That means that we're going to choose that which is temporary, that which never satisfies, instead of that which is eternal. That's tragic, isn't it? Jesus said, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? But there are many of us who are willing for just a little bit of the world, for just a few moments of pleasure, for doing wrong, who are willing to say, I'm not going to become a little child. I'm not going to believe him. He's not going to come into my heart. I'll slam the door. And that's going to mean more than an eternity with God in heaven. How tragic and how foolish can you and I get? He stood in a home one day over in Korea there was this tremendous verily statement and sometimes you and I overlook it. Verily I say unto you men, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein unless you become a little child. Unless you become and have the characteristic of a little child that you believe what I tell you. Unless again there is a determination on your part and the readiness to believe what I tell you regardless of what I tell you. He says you can't come into the kingdom of God and you can't have everlasting life and you and i say what's he trying to do play me for a fool trying to play me for a sucker what does he think i am credulous what does he think i am so naive that i'm going to believe everything and jesus says oh no i'm not playing you for a fool i am asking this of you because i love you and i have your eternal welfare as my great concern because in the second place jesus would remind you and me that it's only when we become as a little child When there is a determination within your heart and mind that you and I say, I am determined. I am therefore going to, with my will, I have decided that I'm going to believe what he tells me. Then and only then what? We become courteous and honest and we open the door of our heart and we let him in. Rather strange what a difference comes when you and I will to believe. When he comes to you and me and says, I am the son of God, we don't say, oh yeah, oh yeah. We may say to him, if you are the son of God, Jesus, did you ever give us any proof? And Jesus would say, yes, my miracles. When you and I turn to the word of God and we see how he stilled the tempest, how he changed water into wine, how again he healed the leper and he healed the maimed and the halt and the blind, how he raised the dead, then as a child you and I can say, this is tremendous, this is far above what I would expect, but the miracles prove he was God. When he says, I was born of the virgin, you and I may say, how is that possible? How can a woman give birth to a child without a human father? And Jesus would say, but look at my sinlessness. I stand in the world. No one has ever convicted me of sin. And then you and I as a child, you can say, I can believe Even though it's hard to understand how there could have been a virgin birth, but his sinlessness, it attests it. You, the Savior of the world, yes, because if I can believe that he was God and he was a sinless human being, then he was big enough on the cross to give us a plan of salvation that is perfect, it's tremendous. That as our substitute, he could take all of our guilt and our punishment on himself. And on the cross, he could satisfy the justice of God. That in that death on the cross, he bore hell and damnation for you and me. And provided a righteousness that gives eternal life to anyone that wants it. When I become a child, and I say, I I want to believe. Then, oh, what a tremendous difference in millions and say, there is a way of salvation that surely never came from the mind of man. This came out of heaven. Therefore, even though it staggers my mind, it doesn't insult my intelligence. It doesn't make me naive. It doesn't make me a fool. If it makes me a fool for him, all right. But then we opened our hearts, don't we? And then it means this, that there is a strengthening of your conviction in mine that he is no less than the savior of the world because we see his kingdom still alive in the world it's over two thousand years isn't it thereabouts now that jesus came into the world of the centuries and we say to ourselves in the preparation and in his coming we look at the christian church and we say this kingdom that he's talking about is it here We just, in the Apostles' Creed, we confess that even though we don't see it, that we believe in the Holy Ghost and we believe in the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints. We said we believe that there is the kingdom of God here on earth. You and I look at the Christian Church today after 2,000 years and we say to ourselves, look at it, it's the largest kingdom on earth of all religions. It's larger than the next two, the next one a man-made is islamism or mohammedanism and the next one is hinduism and you can take the followers of islam and the followers of hinduism and again there are more christians on the face of the earth than the next two man-made religions and you and i say when i become as a little child and when therefore i have a will and a determination to believe in him then there grows this conviction that he is the savior of the world oh he isn't playing you and me for a sucker he isn't playing you and me for a fool he isn't playing you and me as a naive individual as somebody that's credulous oh no but he's asking you've got to become as a little child you've got to be willing to believe what i tell you or you'll never get into this kingdom and when you and i believe that and say he makes this the requirement because he loves me and because he has my eternal welfare at stake Then we are going to determine this, uh, that we're going to see to it that we become a little child before it's too late. Can it be too late to become a little child? Sometimes there are those of us who say, I'm going to put it off. I'll start to believe what he tells me later on in life. And then death comes suddenly in the twinkling of an eye. And oh, how a stroke can come and cut off our life. And you and I know there is no chance after death that we can ever become a child and again start to believe in him. The time is now. And therefore, the very fact that death can come means that it can be too late and it can become too late even when we're alive. If every day I say, I'm going to do it later, the very delay in pushing him off is another thing that may make it too late because the time will come when we'll never we'll never want to become a little child rather strange how people push it off rather strange isn't it I know an individual again who because he wants to live with the world decided that he had to find peace the only way he had to find peace was to get rid of a childishness in his life a child likeness to believe in Jesus Christ so he has thrown Christ away He no longer believes in God. You see, there is a peace that you and I can come to when we can make ourselves feel that there's no God, that there is no Christ, that there is no life beyond the grave. This individual thinks he has succeeded, and he simply dulled his conscience that no longer is there any sense of right and wrong. Now he thinks he can live as he pleases. This is what your Madeline O'Hare has done to herself. She has killed her conscience and she has made herself believe there isn't any God and she's found a certain peace But oh God if her conscience ever wakes up or the young man I'm talking about I would want to be around but I'd hate to be around because when a conscience awakens let me tell you the people that I have dealt with if you ever want to see tragedy that's it King Saul It went away from him and again he knew not that the spirit was gone. He killed his conscience and again he threw God away and when the crisis came what did he do? He took his sword, put the handle in the ground and ran and leaped on it and took his life. This is the tragedy when it becomes too late and it may become too late in your life and mine. whenever we say I'm going to do it some other time because there's a hardness and every moment in your life and mine when we say right now i refuse to become as a little child these were tremendous words that jesus spoke in that room there over in korea that day when he had little children there that he took up in his arms and blessed them and he had to rebuke the disciples he had to get them told he was indignant when he said verily i say unto you whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of god as a little child shall not enter therein and Jesus says to me, unless you become as a little child, unless there is in your heart a determination to believe what I tell you, unless there is a willingness, unless again there is a readiness in your life to believe what I tell you regardless of what it is, you'll not get into the kingdom, you'll not be saved. And you and I say, what's he playing you for, a fool? What does he think I am? That can't be true, but it is. Jesus says, I'm not playing you for a fool, I love you. I am assuring you that I have your eternal welfare because Christ assures us that it's only when there's a willingness to believe, when you and I say, I'm going to be a little child in this, I'm going to believe what he tells me about himself and about his kingdom, then and only then is he able to bring you and me to repentance for our sins, to bring us to a living faith in him as a savior, and again to bring us into the kingdom of God. It's only when we become a little child It's only when we say, I believe it because you've said it. It's only when again we say, I know you're not playing me for a fool. I know you are no less than the Savior. Then there comes a conviction of sin. Then he is able to bring you and me to a living faith. And then he is able to say, here is life and salvation. And then and only then can you and I be comforted in life's way by the eternal word and by holy communion that we do belong to him. Think of the comfort when we come to communion this morning as a little child. What do you mean? To come believing what he says. He says, this is my body. This is my blood. When I can come as a child and I say, that bread conveys to me his body because he said so. I don't understand it. That wine that I'm going to drink, that conveys to me his blood because he said so. It's a tremendous mystery. But oh, what comfort when we can come as a little child. When we can say, he's not playing me for a fool. Do you mean to tell me that I can believe that by means of a little piece of bread and a little sip of wine, that he gives me his body and his blood, the body and blood that was given and shed on the cross? That's what he says. But Jesus says, if you aren't willing to come as a little child, We're not going to get into the kingdom. What can communion mean unless I can come and say, I come as a little child. I believe that by means of bread, he'll give me his body. I don't know how. I believe that by means of his blood, because he said so, His cup, he'll give me his blood, and I believe that that body and blood will wash off of my soul every dirty, stinking thing that I have ever done, that I can stand before God and that I know that I'm saved, and that I know that I'm forgiven, And that I know that hell doesn't await me. That I know that eternal life is mine. You know of any greater comfort. That's why Jesus says, you'll not get into the kingdom unless you become as a little child. But there's a willingness to believe. And therefore, when we say, I believe that I've got to become as a little child, then we ought to determine to continue to be little children and, and to bring our children to him. Oh, some strange things happen in this becoming as a little child. I think of Colonel Lou Wallace. I think of that man. He was a brilliant man. And I think of him because Colonel Wallace defeated Jesus Christ with all vehemence. He was a man that said, I would never fall for that stuff under any circumstances. He was a man that thought, believe the Bible, I should say no. He's not going to play me for a fool. He's not going to play me for a sucker. He hated Jesus Christ to the point that he determined to write a book that would make Christ so ridiculous in the minds and hearts of men that he thought he could wipe Christianity off the face of the earth. And so he started to write the book. But he didn't know enough about Christ to do it. And so he went to the Word and something happened. Colonel Lewis who again says you're not going to fool me and play me for that dude you're not going to make me one of your stooges the Holy Spirit did something to Wallace the Holy Spirit brought him face to face with Christ and when he met him as deity when he met him as the Christ born of the virgin and when he saw him in the word as the Christ who loved and died for the sins of the world something happened Inside of Colonel Lew Wallace he wrote his book a book again that tremendously exalts Christ as Lord and he had told a friend that the book was going to simply re- ridicule and make Christ ridiculous and he gave a friend the copy of the book and the friend read it and to his consternation he came back to Colonel Wallace and he said I thought you were going to ridicule Christ what's happened?" And then it was Colonel Lew Wallace who said again I went to the Word this is what happened and the book is Ben-Hur as you remember when you read the story or see the picture Ben-Hur it elevates Jesus Christ Colonel Lou Wallace but again he hated him with a vengeance of Lou Wallace by the power of God and his grace to became a little child we bring our little children to Jesus and again you realize in our Sunday school we've even got a nursery why? We even take care of them in the nursery. We even, if they have to have their bottles, they get their bottles. Why? Because we know this, that a little child will believe everything that it's told. And believe you me, in the Sunday school, we're equipped with some teachers who know that. And they tell them a lot from the nipple age on about Jesus. One of you mothers just got a letter from your boy from Vietnam. You will tell him again how he thanked you that as a little child that you brought him to Sunday school and that you as a mother you taught him and he believed everything. Now that he is over there in Vietnam and he said, and I face death, it's around me all the time. I'm not afraid because, again, I believe you taught me from little on. You taught me a lot of things about Jesus and in the church and in the Sunday school and I'm not afraid to die. And he may not come back, mother, isn't that right? But, oh, God, what comfort you've got that the little child who believed everything you told him about Jesus is now thanking you that he's, he's got something. When you and I look at our world today and we just hear this morning that, again, one of the hostages in Canada was brutally murdered and stuck in the trunk of a car, you and I say, what's coming in this world Communism, godlessness, going to do everything to take over. We live in a world that, again, is so insecure. And and our sons and our daughters at Vietnam are subject to death. Listen, we've got one comfort. But when you and I can hold on to him and still be a little child, and we've got the kingdom, everything is just right. To be a little child, a determination to believe, what he tells us and then to take the hands of our children who have been blessed and baptized walk the glory road and we can sing one of the beautiful songs that our kids used to sing living for Jesus a life that is true striving to please him in all that I do yielding allegiance glad hearted and free this is the pathway A blessing for me. O Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give my life to Thee, for Thou in Thy atonement didst give Thyself for me. I own no other Master. My heart shall be Thy throne. My life I give henceforth to live for Thee, O Christ alone. Let's become little children. Amen. The peace of God which passeth all human understanding keep and unite your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting.